This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jacobs. going on ladies and gentlemen once again this is the negro league podcast i go by the name of preach jacobs thank you all for listening um we are sponsored by more better soul get some dope fresh afrocentric black shit from more better soul um check out the website at morebettersoul.bigcartel.com and type in the word negro to save 10 percent on your next order, you can also check out the Negro League t-shirts on there. They look quite fly. They look quite fly. And some other dope shit. Um, yeah. We got a bunch of stuff that's going on, man. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, oh, gosh. This past week's been ridiculous. I had a birthday. Nigga done turned 35. Right? I didn't turn Frank Thomas number. Like, every year I try to, like, on my Facebook page have, like, a picture of, like, somebody with that number, you know. Like last year, I had Bo Jackson. This year's Frank Thomas, the big hurt. And um, yeah, man, I had a pretty dope birthday. Like there was a lot of funny things that happened that I didn't expect to happen. And and this kind of, <laughs> this kind of was like one of those like happy accidents. Like I'll give you an example, right? So I live in South Carolina and ah, the on the roll, the on the roll, on the run two tour was coming through here. I'm sorry, nigga drinking. And, uh, and I wasn't going to go, right? Like, it's one of those shows that the, the tickets are pretty pricey. You know, I've seen Jay live, and, and you really can't go to see a show with Beyonce without a young lady with you. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I'm going to just chill. Until I get a phone call from a great friend of mine who's a drummer um, and also writes for Modern Drummer Magazine. Sh- shout out to homie Robin. And he hits me up, and he's like, yo, I think I got two tickets to On The Run show because modern drummer was interviewing jay-z's and beyonce's drummer uh his name is eric boots green shout out to eric boots green shout him out um follow him on instagram look his name up he's fucking incredible if you've seen the the on the run tour he's fucking incredible so my man was like yo like we got two tickets to back backstage passes or vip area you know everything kind of like lit you get like free drinks blah 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 so i said well fuck it let's go so so it was really funny like i told my guys like yo man because he was driving from uh Asheville, which is like two and a half hours from me and i said dude the traffic's gonna be stupid you should just park at my house and we just take like a, a lift to the show and we go get a lift and the lift god bless this lady is it's like a a, a older black lady kind of like in the 60s or something like that maybe late 50s matter of fact yeah late 50s and she's like uh, picking us up now mind you i'm a 35 year old black guy my homeboy is a 60 year old white drummer you know what i mean like this coolest cool as can be but he's cool as shit and uh she's driving us around and she's like oh y'all going to the beyonce concert and i'm like well you know jay-z's there too it's not just beyonce like i was trying to look out for my boy like i'm sick of y'all just saying it's a goddamn beyonce concert i'll get to that in a second but um you're like yeah we're going to the show yeah 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 and it was weird right like she's talking to us was having a conversation and there was a moment where my friend said, yeah, he said something about, yeah, my wife is going to be mad that I'm going to be looking at Beyonce all night. And the woman kind of laughed a little bit more. And then um, 
he made a comment saying like, yeah, we're going professionally because, you know, I write for a magazine. We're going to interview. And she's like, oh, and she started laughing. And I realized why she was laughing. <laughs> she thought, <laughs> she thought that me and my homie were lovers, right? And I can't be mad at her for that, right? Because it's like, it's two dudes that go to the Beyonce show. It's like me and a 60-year-old white guy is like, yo, <laughs> I got a sugar daddy that's taking me to see Beyonce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought that was funny. If I would have realized that's what she thought at the time, I would have played it up. But I'm like, I love Beyonce. She's awesome. But um, nah, so that shit was pretty funny. So the irony of me saying I, I can't go to the show without going with a chick or on a date, I go with my homeboy who's a 60-year-old white guy. So fuck it. Universe has a great sense of humor. And I had a fucking blast. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. Yeah, that was a Beyonce concert. <laughs> right? Like that was that was absolutely a Beyonce concert. I mean, Jay did his thing. Jay was fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 fuck that. But hot take alert. Beyonce is the greatest living performer right now. Right now. She got it. And anybody that comes out the mouth otherwise, they're just hating. Like, she got it. She got it. Right? Pull out any of those washed acts you want to pull out. You know, you can pull out your your Taylor Swift or whoever you want to say that's doing stadium shit. Like, nah, Beyonce got it. And it's it was an incredible black excellence experience. And, and just seeing the level of production and how much this show probably would have cost. And, and the show had like 50,000 people out there, man. I, I was totally impressed and... And just a newfound respect, man. You know what I mean? And and I would have hated to have missed it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we get caught in this shit, man. I don't want to be the person that denies greatness. Because the first thing that ended up happening after that shit is like, niggas was getting mad. Because the mayor here, shout out to Steve Benjamin, gave Jay-Z the key to the city. And all I'm seeing niggas like, yo, well, any, any, anybody in South Carolina get the key to the city? Like, yeah, there's a few people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I helped give a couple of, to, to some folks. Shout out to Sanford Green, who's a, a Marvel Comics illustrator that's from here that's doing great things. Shout out to Will Power, who's a producer from here doing great things, you know? Is anybody from hip hop got one instead of Jay Z? Yeah, shout out to Ninth Wonder that has the key to the city to Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out to Speech from Arrested Development. It's like, yo, Quali, like, we need to stop hating on greatness and i'm not talking about white folks like when you hear from white folks i get it like i had a conversation with a friend of mine about racism and i said you know when white folks get mad about this jay-z beyonce shit i get it he said what do you mean i was like well i don't mean i agree with it but it makes sense right when I, when when you get the racism from the black people or the bu- bullshit from black folks that's what pisses me off so the shit that happened with with what i mean that i get it think about this i don't know who said this, what philosopher had this, but there was a concept that was the closest thing to explain racism that I've ever heard, right? Here's the theory. The theory is certain psychologically white folks can't embrace um, integration or can't embrace, you know, hey, you're going to date a black person or you're going to date somebody that's not white, right? Because the idea is this. It's imagine you a white dude you know, uh, 50 something years ago, you got a white wife and then let's say your daughter marries a black guy, right? And then they have kids 
and then they have kids and they identify as black, you know, and everybody identifies as black. So imagine you being that white dude going to the family reunion and it's like three or four generations past you. Nobody looks like you. Right. Like it's one of those like if they embrace the idea of integration, they're basically embracing the idea of them being pretty much extinct. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I say, all right, if if, if that was David Duke's argument, I'll get it. Right. If he was just like, man, I just want to be able to see myself at a reunion. I, I can understand that more than niggers got small brains. Right. Like, you know, we got to be honest about that. Right. It's like, come on, man. Like, so I could get it. I mean, I mean, think about this. It's like there's there's these studies that says, you know, in about 25 years to 50 years, the average American is going to look brown. The average American is going to look like, you know, the Lisa Bonet, you know, light skin, probably green eyes, frizzly hair. Like, think about the TV shows that every time they put that one black friend in there, it looks like that. Right. Like, you're not sure if she has one white parent or not. You know what I mean? Like, is this always that shit? You know? And I think that that's why the hatred and the vitriol is so strong right now. Because you have a group of white folks in America that just see all that shit changing. And, they, and they're and they going to be in a country where nobody looks like them. And to that, I, I say, hell yeah. Because the majority of the world is black and brown, man. Majority of the world is of color. You know what I mean? So, um, and we make this country great, man. Like, shit, man, make the world great. So, like, all this all this stuff and this white nationalism and stuff like that, man, y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. And anybody that says black power is the same as anti-white, please shut up because that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, you know. Um, we are, when we talk about race relations in the world, not necessarily in America, but in the world. Any person of color that has beef with white folks is always a beef that's responding to hatred, right? It's like nobody wakes up and say, niggas don't wake up and say, I hate cops because I hate cops. Ah, what do you hate about them? Ah, I just hate them. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Niggas say we hate cops because there's a response that we're having towards what they're doing to us, right? So think about it like this. Every every race of color has a beef with white folks because of how they treated us. When white folks are racist towards anybody else, they hate people just for existing. You really can't get beyond that. Like, like I hate you because, not because you did anything to me, but I hate you because you exist, <laughs> right? And when a black guy gets frustrated with white folks, like, I hate you because of the oppression, you know? So this total, total different conversation. But in saying that, I know I got off course a little bit, but in saying that, you can understand the level of white folks getting mad about the on-the-run tour and looking at Jay and Beyonce doing all this shit because all of a sudden now, your biggest artist in the world ain't Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not Bruce. You know, it's, it's these two black motherfuckers and they black as fuck. Not as in complexion, but as in how they carry themselves. And, 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 and that proves that if you operated on the ethos, under the ethos that, that we weren't intelligent enough to do this shit, we weren't smart enough to do this shit, we weren't talented enough, we weren't good enough. When you see that, it proves all your shit wrong. And that drives you fucking crazy. And that's what's happening. So 
I can get it. I don't say I agree with it. I understand white folks feel that way. But the black folks is getting frustrated and angry. I started saying to myself, and it was a lot of it's a lot of rappers that were talking this shit that I knew, right? And the rappers getting mad that Jay Z got the key to the city. And I'm like, nigga. <laughs> like what they did for the economy here. It's like word. Like they don't get the key to the city for that. Like y- like y'all get mad about that. And the irony is it's like a lot of rappers that like pattern their styles off of Jay-Z. And then that dawned on me when I realized what the issue was. And this is it. This is exactly it. When I went to go see Stevie Wonder and he was doing the Key of Life anniversary tour, there's that one moment that hits you. As soon as she starts playing and singing, I'm like, oh, He's at a level that I can never get to, right? And as soon as you make your peace with that, you can enjoy it, right? As soon as you make your peace with that, as soon as you like, I, right, you know, his level of genius is in that direction. His level of genius is this, right? And I, and, and Jay even had a great a great quote where he says, "Everybody operates at a level of genius with something. Everybody has something that they can operate at a genius level at. Find it." And so what ends up happening when I think that, that, that hip-hop niggas get mad at Jay is because Jay is operating at a level of genius with hip-hop, and that's a realm that they want to be in. And when they see that he's there and they're not, there's a resentment. Oh, oh I'm just as good. I'm better. Like, well, shit, well, I could not fuck me out. Like, it's, it becomes that. You know what I mean? And it gets really frustrating because, I don't know, I don't want to be that person that, hates on greatness right like do you want to be the person that 20 years from now was talking shit about lebron i mean think about it like if espn existed in the early careers of jordan and we brought back all those hot takes niggas would have been burying jordan right it's like i i just think that you'll live a lot better if you appreciate brilliance where it is and you can learn something from it and i don't feel insecure in saying all right these motherfuckers are operating on a level that I'm not operating on. And that's fine because it's something I need to find that I can operate at a godlike level, at a genius level, right? Like, shit, I'm a musician. I'm a hip-hop artist. I do music. Shit, I rap, nigga. I realize I'm never going to be performing at a stadium like that. Like, that's that's what you realize. You're like, oh, this is never going to be me. <laughs> right? And as soon as you realize that, like, all right, let's dance. <laughs> But if you stand in that bitch, like yelling the cussing or whatever, like it's not gonna work, man. So, so yeah, there's that. Um, I'm glad I went to the show. It, it, it was it was those like epiphanies that came out of the show that was just pretty fucking brilliant. Um, and I love it, man. Um, what else is going on, right? Thirty five. I don't know if there's any. <sighs> any great epiphanies at turning 35. Like, you know, you want to feel bad, like look at your favorite artists and look at where they were at 35, right? So it's like Miles Davis in, in, at 35, he was born in what, 1926? So by so by the time he was my age, he's he's done <laughs> sketches in Spain and kind of blues. Like, oh, okay, I need to catch up, right? You know, not contradicting what I just said about the genius level. It's just like, you know, it just puts stuff in perspective. Um, there's a few things I want to do at 35 number one i want to leave liquor alone not saying i want to stop drinking completely um i want to start drinking white wine now i'm not white wine but red wine i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i don't i don't know how to pick wine i don't know how to choose wine i don't know none of that shit i want to be more of a wine guy not a snobby dude but i, I feel like that's kind of a wean because it's feel like yo niggas at 35 like that fonte record when he was talking about 
um, expensive jeans where he's talking about like niggas be having sleep sleep apnea and we're unhealthy and niggas is dying young. He's like, man, that shit is real. That shit hits close to home. Like all of these great, um, amazing rappers are dying in their forties and stuff, you know. Um, so it's stuff like that. Like, all right, let me let me stop with the hard liquor because all my friends are alcoholics and I'm being semi funny about that, right? It's like, yo. Niggas be drinking, and and I don't have kids yet, but I want them, so I need to be smarter about that stuff. So thirty five, there, there's, there's that. Um, another thing I want to do, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, and I'm trying to craft the editorial. Maybe y'all, y'all can help me with it. Is that I want to stop watching the NFL this season, right? And I'm a little torn. Like it's a little weird, right? Like, and shout out to to gosh to the victims of of the Madden tournament, like. I can't imagine like the Madden people, the football game were like, oh, just a couple of weeks ago, they they would trade, um, one controversial thing for another. Like, cause a couple of weeks ago, their biggest concern was bleeping out Kaepernick's name out of a song. Now is this where, you know, there's one of these gaming tournaments and somebody opens fire in Florida, and, and then of course there's like, oh. You get, you know, if you guys want to hear the footage of people getting shot up and murdered, here you go. And it's like, yo, right? Um, that's just wild, right? But um, but I, I bring up the Madden thing because it's kind of tied with the NFL in the sense of, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and uh, we were we were having that conversation. You know, it was like, man, fuck the NFL, fuck this shit, and all this type of shit, man, fuck Madden. I ain't fucking with this shit this year. Yeah, we high fived and whatever, whatever, right? And then, like, I'm talking to him the other day, and um, I said, like, what's going on? I said, oh, I'm on the PS4. What are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. nothing. What you playing? <laughs> Madden 19. Madden 19? What the fuck you playing Madden 19 for? But I-, I didn't buy it. You know, they ain't get my money. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I joke with him later on. And I'm like, nigga, like, I thought, I thought you were going to watch it. He's like, I'm going to watch it. Right. And, and so here lies the issue. Here lies the problem. Right. And this is kind of where I want to go with it. It's like when I used to run an independent record store like years ago, um, there was a Best Buy across the street from us, you know, and Best Buy was one of those stores. I think I talked about it last time where the, when they sell music, they literally lose money on music to get you in there. Right. And so that fucked the businesses up, right? So Best Buys and the Walmarts of the world will kill the independent business. And so I always operated under the idea of like, fuck Walmart. I hate Walmart. Can't stand Walmart. I'd rather spend a couple more dollars at a, at a local homegrown business than to go to Walmart. Fuck Walmart, yada, yada, yada. And so like even if you're anti-Walmart, there's going to be one point in time where at one in the morning, you're going to have to go grocery shopping. And you got to go to the Walmart. Like, at some point in time, your money going to be low. And you're going to have to go to Walmart. Like, the NFL is Walmart. It's that no matter what they do to irritate you, you're going to have to end up going back at some point in time. I'm not saying that you're forced to watch it, but I'm saying, like, you know, niggas eat wings and drink. So you're telling me that in the course of the 16 weeks, I'm not going to be able to go to a bar that's not going to have an NFL game playing? So, it's impossible to escape it. Like, that's number one. Like, it's impossible to escape it. And that's not me just conceding that, you know, I might as well just watch it. It's not saying that. It's, it's, it's approaching it 
from this perspective. Like, let's ask a couple of questions. Like, number one, what's the end game, right? What's the end game? And, like, I think before the end game was get Kaepernick on the team, right? Oh, I'm not going to watch this until Kaepernick's on the team. But at this point, it's probably better for Kaepernick not to be on the team so his collusion case can work, you know? Because, like, you can't tell me that there's not collusion going on when you watch these preseason games or the highlights of them. Like, niggas look terrible, right? So, so, so if the end game is Kaepernick getting on the team, I don't see that happening, right? The other thing that I think is really, really crazy about all this is that they're talking about, you know, players being politicians or whatever. It's like, nah, man, the president took this shit and ran with it because he says in interviews like, yo, or not even interviews, but privately, like, yo, this is good. This is good for me. I can I can drape myself with the flag with this. And this is something that, you know, when his approval rating goes down, you yell this and then your base kind of like yells back at you and you feel good about it. And so I want to stop explaining the kneeling. Right. Because at this point, if if white folks want to believe that it's against the flag or against the military, then that's just what you want to believe. Because there's plenty of information out there. There's plenty of talking heads out there. And there's plenty of like information to let you know that's, that wasn't the case. Right. So there's that. So it's the conversations become different. And plus, and plus, you know, my friend was telling me, like, you know, well, you know, Kaepernick's beef wasn't the NFL. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't the NFL at first. But we have to understand what happened since then. So when you have people like Jerry Jones going around telling his players, like, oh, nah, these niggas ain't kneeling. Y'all ain't kneeling. Fuck all that shit. Y'all ain't kneeling. If y'all kneel, y'all get out of here. Like, you don't go to, you don't run a business with a majority of black folks which there's a business where your job is to be assaulted. Like, your job is to get fucked up every week. And be like, nah, y'all better do this. You better do that. Conversation turns totally different when that, when that comes into play, right? So here's one of my things that I wanted to be able to do that I don't know how to make this work. So maybe some of you listeners, all both of you, might have some ideas. And I'm thinking, you know, Kaepernick's approach was cops murdering black folks period it's the racial injustice with that period it's with cops playing executioner jury sentencer period right so the nfl when they're in a situation where they're doing all these campaigns, where they're trying to do all these like partnerships, like by the way, they try to act like they 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 really care about the military. They charge the military to be there to to showcase the flags and and to have the you know the jets fly through. Like they charge it, so there's nothing patriotic about charging for that display. Like don't get it twisted. But I propose this idea that I don't know how to work it out and I don't know how to put it into words or write about it. But I propose this idea that local police stations nationwide, especially in these places where there's professional teams, they need to do outreach stuff with the communities that they police that they have issues. Center it around football. Have have football games going on in one of these places and have meetings where where people in the community that you would regularly look at as somebody that, oh, I need to lock this nigga up. Find out their names. Extend that hand. NFL, put the money up. Put the money up. Put the money up. NFL, set up these games where you invite officers and people from these communities to be together. 
Let them meet each other. Come on. Those are the things that if if you're asking me what the NFL should do or could do, that's acknowledging what he's protesting about. Because NFL can't just sweep this under a rug when the majority of the people in your league look like the people that are getting shot and killed by cops. You can't tell me that's not an issue. And probably, they're, you know, just be honest about it. The NFL isn't the NBA. There's a lot of millionaire NFL players that nobody know what the fuck they look like because they have helmets on. So who's more than likely to get pulled over when they're driving a nice fucking car? So this is kind of a direct issue that's happening to these players, right? Shit, Nick Young got arrested. <laughs> he just won a championship with Golden State, right? Video, they're saying he resisted arrest. And he's like, nah, am I resisting? Am I resisting? I'm not resisting. Still arrested him. So the other thing, too, is taking money that you was going to spend on Madden and donate it to Kaepernick's foundation. The fifty nine ninety nine to know my rights. I ain't got the money yet, but I'm telling you as soon as I get it, after I get this gig, ah, I'm a freelancing musician, artist, DJ ass nigga. So, like, you know. It's, it's feast or famine. But I promise, and you have my word, that money go towards that. So, is the end game going to be Kaepernick playing? Nah. Um, but here's a solution I think the NFL should do. I think the NFL, NFL should get involved with those communities. And I think that's something that we could do. So, I don't know the best way to go about it. You know, people act better when there's a name for something. So, if anybody listening thinks it's a good idea, y'all hit me up. Like, let's, let's try to figure something out where we get police forces and the communities that they need to be policing that has issues. Because technically speaking, like, you know, I took these classes when I was briefly trying to run for city council years ago. That's another story. And you realize that, you know, the cops work for us. You know what I mean? So you can find out in your neighborhood where you live right now, you can find out what officers patrol your area and get their cell fucking phone number and call them. So if we're throwing an event in our area or our neighborhood, let's call these motherfuckers up. We're like, hey, man, come on over. I'm such and such. I'm in this neighborhood that you patrol. I have a son that looks like this. This is my son's name. So if you ever see him and he mentions his name, there can be an identification saying, oh, you're such and such. Son. That's what needs to happen. And for the NFL not to acknowledge that, that's the fucking problem. So. I'm going to put this on record. My plan is to not watch the NFL season or playoffs or Super Bowl. And that's where the problems come because it's so much of the internal fabric with my family tied into that, right? There's Christmas games. There's, you know, Thanksgiving. There's the Super Bowl. And so I feel kind of, you know, like I'm distancing, distancing myself from my family, which I don't have enough time with them already. But... I think this is where I want to go. I think at 35, I want to drink some wine and say, fuck the NFL. So, there we go. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce and Jay-Z. I love the show. Um, John McCain passed this week, and I don't have my thoughts all together on that one just yet. Um, I feel conflicted, but, you know, he passed away. He didn't want Trump out at the funeral. He wanted Obama to... Give his eulogy. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, Lord, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Jim Brown. <laughs> Lord, I pray for him. But I think that's it. I haven't talked enough. I need to get ready and get something to eat in this bitch. But um, thank y'all for listening. Once again, it's the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jacobs. 
um, sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. You can go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com, type in code NEGRO to save 10% on your next motherfucking order, motherfucker. And also get the Negro League t-shirts. Thank you guys for listening once again. I go by my name, Priest Jacobs. Peace. Peace.